Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Hello everyone, welcome to Cornerstone Conversations. I'm your host and with me I have, as usual, the ever-present Matt Kearney. The ever-present. The ever <laughs> At least one day a week. Who wasn't here last week either. So, oh yeah, you know, that's, that's right. So sometimes so there's sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey Matt, when you got married, did your wife have a veil? Oh, don't do this to me, dude. That was a long time ago. Yes, no, she did. She did. She did. Nice. You don't get veils very often anymore. No, it's unusual now. Yeah. So, uh, as obviously you could see through the veil, but, yeah. you know, your wife came out, she's awesomely beautiful, but yes. you couldn't see the fullness of her beauty until she removed that veil. Yeah, true. True? True. Did you gasp? I had sweaty hands, I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On the weekend, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit and um, the deep work that he does in us. Because I I feel like um, sometimes people think they can't change or, you know, it's all up to them to change. But God wants to do a really deep work in us. And that's done through the Holy Spirit. And the first verse I looked at was in 2 Corinthians 3.18. And... It says this, so all of us who have had the, that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. And really, what I first wanted to get across was that there's this, before we're born again, before we receive the Holy Spirit, it's like we can't see fully who God is. Um, and that this verse really talks us about the Lord, who is a spirit, makes us more and more like him, that the change that happens is in us yep. to make us like him is the work of the Holy Spirit. And it's actually a deep work because it, it it's actually not just a change of the way we think, and we talked a little bit about that as well, um, how it is God who actually changes the way we think. Um, the verse in Romans that talks about that says, you know, not to be conformed to the world, but be renewed in your mind. Um, but but one of the parts of that verse is that it actually says, let the Lord change your thoughts. Mm. Let the Lord change the way you think. And, you know, we can struggle so much with our own effort, but it really is God moving inside of us to change us, that new creation thing where he's actually transforming us into his image and that's what I was really talking about. And one of the things that, I don't know if you've ever heard this saying, you know, that, you know, we can't know God's ways, you know, his ways are mysterious. Have you ever heard that? Yes, I have. Yes, what do you think about that? Yes, they are mysterious, but there are there are times when, when at the same time, we hear what God is, is thinking about specific things, what he wants us to do, what he's inviting us into. Yep. Um, you know, and I think that's only... That's only possible if you're actually in tune with knowing what what God's voice is like and knowing who He is and and being in that relationship and enabling enabling His Spirit to work in us and to change us. Yeah, you know, I love I love the fact that it says that that it's the Spirit in us that makes us more and more like Him. It's not mm. it's not what we need to do. Yeah. Um, but as we get into that place, then then God reveals through His Spirit. You know, and and we understand who He is because of that. Because of that, um, you know, the fact that we are then being changed into his glorious image. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, certainly there are things that, that God knows and God understands and, and we will never understand 
all of that until yep. we're in heaven with yep. him, you know. And even then, I'm not sure that we will fully understand who God is still because, you know, that's yep. just the incredibleness of who God is. But there's certainly in moments where we will understand and particularly in hindsight too, mm. you know, you can, I can look back on my journey and I can, I can see the things that God has done and go, ah, oh, I understand what you were doing there. Yep. Maybe in the moment you don't possibly understand. And I think, you know, there's some of those, some of those times when if God actually revealed his plan fully, fully mm-hmm. at the start, I, I would probably say that most of us would go and hide in the corner and, yeah. you know, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I do know what you mean. And I think that's like with salvation, obviously, is the first one that, um, you know, when we read about salvation, it's revealed through the prophets mm. and through the scriptures and through um, the letters uh, and through Jesus himself, that plan of God to save the world. But it needed the Holy Spirit to actually illuminate that to our our lives, you know, mm, even that first mm. understanding that uh, I need Jesus. Yep. It's a crazy story, to be honest. Like, how can we believe it unless God somehow moves on our life and takes away the veil and we can see, you know, that this guy, Jesus, came to earth and he was God and man at the same time. He died for our sin, yep. born of a virgin, um, all miraculous things, and yet, when we receive Christ, we have this understanding that it's actually true. Mm. And and that's when the Spirit of God gives us that understanding to know that. Um, but one of the things that I think we need to make sure we don't do is to say, well, I can't understand God at all. Yeah. And I, I can't yeah. understand the deep work. I can't understand what he wants. And perhaps that sometimes Christians use that as an excuse. You know, well, you know, I can't know what God wants. Um mm. So I read through a passage in 2 Corinthians, uh, sorry, 1 Corinthians, um, chapter 2, and I'll just highlight a few verses. So I'll do 10 to 12 and verse 16, just to to get us to think about that. Um, As Paul's writing this letter to the Corinthians, he's talking about what God has done. um, And then he says, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. Mm. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. Mm. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. And then verse 16 is, Who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. And what really strikes me here is that I love the way it talks about who can know someone else's thoughts. So like we're sitting here today, you don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> In fact, you say that a lot. I don't know what you're well, thinking. What are you Neil? doing, Neil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we would use that with God. Well, I don't know what God thinks. Mm. I can't possibly know, you know, what's ahead, what I yep. need to change, yep. how I need to change, yet. God said, I've given you the Holy Spirit, and this is my own spirit. So, in other words, the Holy Spirit knows God's thoughts. Yep. We as Christians are filled with the Holy Spirit, yep. hopefully. Well, certainly the Holy Spirit came into our lives as soon as we were saved. Yep. But we can reject the Spirit. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so, it's saying here, no one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. 
So God's Holy Spirit knows his thoughts. My spirit knows my thoughts. And then it says, but wait a minute, we've got God's spirit. Yeah. So we can actually know the wonderful things God has freely given to us. And this is amazingly powerful for us to be able to do deep work, that we're not left alone to just mm. sort of struggle through life. But there's this sense that we can actually know God's thoughts. We don't have to, uh, you know, work really hard to actually find them. But God's spirit, who knows God's thoughts, is communicating with our spirit because mm. he's in us. Mm who knows our thoughts, and so we can get this correction from God or this deep change of who we are and to know who we are in Jesus. Um, yeah, so that last bit that says we understand these things for we have the mind of Christ, that doesn't mean we're Jesus, obviously. No. no. But we can think like God. Mm. We're not God, mm. but we can understand his thoughts, what he thinks about matters and things like that. Um, and I think that is so important because... Um, if we want to live this powerful Christian life, a healthy Christian life that leads to transformation, we have to understand that God actually wants to talk to us. So many people were like, oh, I can't hear God. Wait a minute. He's, he's living in you. Mm -hmm. Is it that your ears aren't open? What do you reckon? Definitely. You know, it's, it's definitely that. You know, I, I feel like there's a, there's a constant conversation going on, mm. you know, and you can invite you can invite God and, and His Holy Spirit into that conversation. Yep. Or, or you can choose to to filter that out. And yep. that, you know, again, that only only comes through having relationship with, with God and actually being in His Word and, you know, even just meditating on, on those things and, and allowing that to shape, you know, that, that inner monologue that we have that's going on all the time and, and what that looks like. And, mm. you know, it's... It, at times it's easy to be distracted by the other other voices in our heads and and yep. and our own you know our own questioning and you know sometimes there's that moment where we just actually need to be quiet and let God speak and and listen for his prompting and and all of yep. that kind of stuff you know and I, I love the fact that God knows us intimately and and can point out those things and you know there's a, there's an element of you know God's God's not going to just come and completely transform us without us actually, you know, he does the work, but we've got to actually accept and allow that work to take place. Yeah, that's right. Um, so it's like, let God change the way you think. Yeah. We don't have to. We don't have to. Mm. And he gives us that choice. And so that's that's the thing that we've got to be actively actively doing. And, you know, God, God all, all will, will be there speaking into things if we are there and allowing him to do that. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, you know, we've just got to zip it. Yeah, true. Right? <laughs> yeah, so so I would think of it like this: that we have our thoughts and things like the, the world's thoughts. Yep. About everything. So whatever's in my life, I can either offer it up to Him mm. and let Him transform it. So transform my compassion, uh, my ability to love, transform my giving, transform my behaviour, whatever it might be. These things that sometimes we feel are embedded in our lives, and I, I gave the example of you know. You, everyone pretty much everyone i've ever met says oh, i'm pretty shy almost every person in the whole world says that mm. you know um but i am neil yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know you are man. yeah but but who told you that i don't know i think i just established that myself yeah yeah that's it so you established it yeah the the world established it. Oh, don't so. tell me i just proved your point Come <laughs> on, <man. laughs> i was trying yeah. to find an answer that meant you didn't 
It, you, oh. <laughs> anyway, so your mum and dad might have said it. Uh, mm. Someone else might have said it. You said it, whatever it was. But yep. did God say that? No. No. And that's the thing. It's like we have to let God transform us by changing the way we think. In other words, we have to say, God, I surrender to you. Yeah. If my thoughts are wrong, let me know they're wrong. Um, if my heart's wrong, let me know it's wrong and let me be changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is the thing that, that's inside of us is this power to actually change. We don't have to be the same. Mm. We're not stuck anywhere. You know, those American movies, you know, where they're in some little town and somehow they're all stuck in this little town and they can't get out and there's like a capital city 300 k's down the road and you're like, what's wrong with you? Mm. You know, you're choosing this mindset to stay where it is. Yeah. And I was thinking about that in terms of opportunity because the world's unfair. Like, it's really unfair. You know, I'm born into a good family, but I could have been born into a bad family, yeah. a different country, war-torn, whatever. But at some stage, there has to be a point where I go, you know what, I don't have to accept the way things are. I don't have to accept that I'm an angry person. I don't have mm. to accept that I've got this problem or that problem. Yeah. If I'm in Christ, that can be transformed mm. Um, mm. by his power. And, yeah, to allow that to happen is a real surrender of will. And, and there's two things we can do that stop the Holy Spirit working in our life. Um, do you remember what they are? Us. On my amazing message? No, no, I've missed that bit. <laughs> yeah. So one is quenching the Holy Spirit. Yes. And the other one is grieving the Holy Spirit. So um, quenching, what happens when you throw water on a fire, Matt? It normally goes, well, hopefully it goes out. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point of it. So, yeah. No. Yeah. Putting it out. Yep. Yep. So we can have the spirit telling us something. Like it yep. might be, you know, man, you're neglecting your family. Yeah. You need to do oh, something shush. about that. <laughs> 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 but he might be, exactly yeah. stop saying that. My job's yep. very important. Yeah. I'm very important yep. to other people. I'm a very important person and yeah. I've got things to do. My family is there to support me. Stop telling me what Make I need me to change. Yeah. No. <laughs> Whatever. That's, that's exactly right. Absolutely, yeah. Serve me. Yeah. But God can be telling us something, and so we quench the Holy Spirit. We don't let his fire burn within us, and mm. we're like, nah, mm. not listening. Quench quench that voice. And and so what happens is that it actually grows quieter, that voice. Yep. Because we're not listening. Yeah. And God says very clearly, I resist the proud. Mm. But I give grace to the humble. Now, if we're going to be resisted by God, I don't think that's a good place. And and it's almost like, no. you know, in the Old Testament, you can often see places where God's saying to his people, I've been talking to you, I've been talking to you. You're not listening. That's it. I'm not saying anything else. Yeah. You think you're so hot? Do it yourself. And it doesn't work. Um, so we can quench the Holy Spirit, yep. not listening. Yeah. The other one is grieving the Holy Spirit, which... Um, which what would what do you think that means, Matt? Grieving the Holy Spirit, yeah. Upsetting the Holy Spirit, yeah. You know, How? offending yeah. the Holy Spirit, and probably in the same way that quenching does, mm. just ignoring ignoring the voice or deliberately going against yeah the things that you know that we know that God desires for us and yeah and all that you know like I guess actively making that decision to to do. Sin. Sin. Yeah. 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 And that grieving is very real. And yeah. I think, you know, we need to make sure we remember that God has feelings too. Yeah. Like, and it's not like boo-hoo God, but he's like, 
he's deeply attached to us. Yeah. He loves us deeply. Yep. And when he sees his kids going in the wrong direction, the Holy Spirit is so grieved because he can mm. see the pain mm. that it's causing us as well as him. But but he loves us so much he doesn't want us to walk into that pain. Yep. Um, yeah. So this is the thing. We've got the Holy Spirit if we're a Christian. We do not have to listen to the Holy Spirit. We can be transformed, and it's God's work in us, not our own work. We know that. Mm. We can know what God thinks. And we're going to read a few verses uh, where Jesus was speaking about the Holy Spirit and the work inside of us. Um, and we can understand how God thinks. Like, because we have that mind of Christ, why? Because the Holy Spirit knows God's thoughts. He also knows our thoughts, by the way. Um, and so when he's living inside of us, there is a battle between what we think and what God thinks. And so we can grieve or quench the Holy Spirit in what we do. Um, and the other thing I just thought I'd mention on Sunday is that whole thing, you know, about the Pentecostal, you know, how sometimes there's a, um, I guess there's a, an obvious, for obvious reasons, sometimes there's just crazy stuff that's mm. really not godly, but sometimes there's crazy stuff that is godly. There's um, things that we might not understand, like, tongues and prophecy and things like that that God has given to the church for their benefit um, but what can happen sometimes is we reject the work of the Holy Spirit and we'll say well you know they're Pentecostal um, just as you know there's that saying that oh they're a born again Christian mm -hmm. and I'm like well is there any other sort because Jesus said you must be born again there, there's no option in that Yeah. the same with the Holy Spirit the church was born because the Holy Spirit came upon the church and gave power for the church to be witnesses. Yeah. And I think we don't want to go and reject the Holy Spirit. In fact, um, uh, Paul wrote about that. It says, don't stop it. Don't stop the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, and I think we can do that if we're not aware of that. So, yeah, Jesus' words. Might get you to read them out. So there's a few verses in John when Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit. Okay. So, we, hang on, which ones are we talking about? Uh, all three. Oh, the John 14. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and then John 16. And John 16. Okay, yeah. so John, John 14, 17. Yep, so this is Jesus saying we're going to receive the Holy Spirit. Yep. Uh, he, <clears throat> excuse me. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later he will be in you. And then John fourteen twenty six says, But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. And then John sixteen thirteen to 15 says, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He'll bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. And this is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Yeah. And I think just that reminder in what Jesus is saying, the same thing really, like the Spirit of God reveals to us everything that the Father tells Christ, right? Yep. That's amazing. Yep. And so we don't have to walk around thinking, I, I can't know God's will, I don't know his mm, way. Mm. It's a matter of that surrender to him. Now, yeah, we don't fully understand uh, because we're not 
really in tune sometimes. I, yeah. I get that. But there's some things that are very important in this. Um, he will be living in us. Yes. All right. Um, he's a representative of Christ on earth. And he's going to do these things. He's going to teach us everything. So it doesn't mean we don't need people to teach us stuff. No, God uses people as well. But the Holy Spirit will actually confirm things in our life. He's going to teach us about life. What do I actually yeah. really need to do? You know, God, I can see things are going wrong. Am I going to trust in human wisdom? Am I going to withdraw, as mm. you said before, into that secret place and say, God, man, things are going wrong. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. Let the Holy Spirit teach you because it's a deep yeah. work that yeah. that even knowledge can't help yeah. because it's changing you. Um, he's going to remind us of everything he've told you. So I don't know if you've ever found in your life, Matt, where you're in the middle of something and then all of a sudden a verse comes to mind. That's like, that's perfect. Yeah. Happened? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And so the Holy Spirit will bring it up. Mm. You might not have even thought about it. You might have just read it. It doesn't mean you know the chapter and verse. But the word of God comes up and it's like, ah, oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. I needed that right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's also going to tell us about the future. Yep. Mm. That's interesting, isn't it? To think that he tells us about the future. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's ahead for you, Matt? Um, he can actually do that. Yep. Opening your ears is like, where do you want me to go? And that's the leading of the Holy Spirit. Um, and as I said before, all that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. And I think that's amazing because that helps with our inward transformation. It's not our work. It's God's work. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So there you go. That's thank it you. from me, thank I you, think. Neil. That's no, good. Thank you. Very good. The ever-present Matt Koenig. The, uh, the ever-present <laughs> Matt Koenig signing off. <laughs> See you later, everyone. See ya. <laughs>